Previously on the Division Three's Finest Podcast. Taysom Hill, I'm telling you guys right now, will be a great NFL quarterback if he steps in in New Orleans. Next Peyton Manning, Taysom Hill. What? No. Well, I understand you've moved on to the uh, personal training game. Uh, so, like, what are the best kind of steroids that I could get? That's a good question, man. <laughs> uh, you took Sprite Cranberry you took, over. You took Mr. Pib over Dr. Pepper. I'd rather drink my own piss than cranberries. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fear the mellow ball at all, and then, uh, like, those guys, they're always, they're like, they're half asleep all the time. I think what Shub yeah. is I try and ask is, do you, do you not have dragons? Yeah, and they I feel like really good. I, I know. <laughs> this is this is the most energetic I've seen you all day, honestly. So, Maya, what do you do now? Yeah, I, I work Jacob. Uh, I'm a professional now, big uh, professional guy. Episode 76 of the Division 3's Finest Podcast, coming up next. What's up, guys? Episode 76 of the Division 3's Finest Podcast. How's everyone doing? Doing great, man. How are you doing, Ben? Personally, I'm doing fantastic, Sheep. Thank you for asking. That was a good take there. I'm glad you were able to... We were able to sort that out. Thank you. Um, before we get started with our interview and fancy BS with Michael Matea, uh, we're doing something a little different today with our intro, but before we get into that, like always, we got to introduce our recurring guest and my friend real quick because he's not always on the podcast. You know, he shows up from time to time here and there. But Andrew Gillen, right. uh, also my friend and co-host, would you like the honors of introducing him? Always, always. Um, like you said, he's not always here, so we do kind of got to – we like to announce when he is – of, yeah, make, uh, what that little what that little voice is. Make um, sure the listeners know. But yeah, I guess my friend, uh, recurring guest, top dog, Jacob Schubert, Jacob the Bald Schubert, coach. Thank you, coach Jacob Bald Schubert. Oh, I, have, I have a lot of different names. Apologies. That that was disrespectful of me. Actually, <laughs> I, I I should have led with that. Coach yeah. Jacob the Bald Schubert. Yeah, it happens, man. Yeah, man. You know, I'm doing great. Uh, just glad to be back for another episode. Another notch in my belt. Um, just here to make you guys proud. So if you're a first-time listener of the show, uh, typically before interviews, we'll do some quick shouts and announcements and some sports talk if possible. But since we're without sports and there really hasn't been any significant announcements recently, well, I mean, I, I guess we have that Korean Baseball League uh, starting up. So uh, I, can't, yeah. I can't say no sports, but without any significant American uh, Major League sports starting up, uh, the next couple of weeks we'll be doing something different with our intro. Uh, instead of our opening music kind of cueing our interviews, we'll be doing just short five-minute previews of our podcast for the day. Uh, basically just going over our favorite parts of the interview, some funny moments, and, and you know, last week, for example, <laughs> Gil's internet was a little laggy, just a little bit. Um, that's something we could point out and give some context for some of those laggy moments. So, yeah, this is our first time doing it. If it goes well, it'll be something we'll do every week, but uh, who wants to start us off with some thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, I will. Um, I thought, you know, he had some good points. He had some one thing that stood out, I guess, that I, I kind of wrote down was um, – He's talking. We made a couple jokes about it, but the the hard ninety. But kind of what he a couple times what he would get at is just kind of putting in the work, is what gave him the confidence to like carry him to where he's at now. Like he just right. he had a, a line in there, like he just knew he spent more hours than the other guy basically. And I just you know that's something you know as people are listening to these, um, you know that's something that translates to just everyday stuff. You know, right. being prepared is kind of where you can get that from. So. 
that was something noteworthy. And I thought it was, I thought the rapid fire was pretty good. I was a fan. I was a fan of that. I thought he was kind of funny. I thought he I thought he gave some good answers. Yeah, one thing that kind of like uh, I guess stuck out to me was that his school ended in June sixth. That was kind of like <laughs> insane. Uh, yeah. I don't know, like, what was the reasoning behind that? Like, why, why June six was the end date? Like, if they had, you know, they missed school because of, you know, weather, something happened. But, you know, having the having a final the same day as the last day of the draft, like having to study while wondering if you're gonna get drafted, that was that'd be that'd be tough. That'd be tough to focus. Yeah, definitely. That's one of the no- the notes I had as well. Just you know, pretty unique draft story compared to all the other ones we've had on the podcast and you're having an exam that day that you got drafted and then taking that drive down to what league was that you was going to Northwoods league. Yeah. That you speak very fondly of you're, you're a big fan of that league. So yeah, that was, that was a funny story for sure. And it just, it just kind of sounded like, you know, he's just kind of good at baseball, you know, like he, he's really good at baseball and obviously he's a hard worker, you know, put in a lot of hard work and was a grinder. He mentioned that too, getting, Getting to college his freshman year, that he kind of just fell in love with the weight room and the grind. But yeah, just kind of sounded like he's good at baseball and kind of just fed off that. And now, you know, that's a big reason why he's at the level he is now, just good at baseball and hard worker. Mm-hmm. Talent and what do they say? Talent and preparation meet up. Something about that. Yeah, I think that's what you got. Yeah, I, I think you're close. Yeah. Yeah, I think Confucius, something about that. Yeah, Confucius said that. I think. Pretty sure. Yes. Thank you. I knew so. I knew it was out there. Right. Yeah, it's definitely a classic Asian saying. But do you guys have uh, any, <laughs> any other notes on the interview? No, I just hey, I I thought it was a good one. Like you said, Ben, just kind of a kid who's pretty freaking good at baseball. So it's it's good, I, and I'm excited for everyone to go listen to it. I enjoyed that fancy BS too. I thought that was a fun topic for sure. Yeah. Such his name being good Michael, topic, yes. and you know Michael Jordan being pretty big now with the last dance going on is cool to yes. have that topic. And I just noticed this now, but we did miss an hour without spoiling it. I guess Michael Matea, of course. Oh yeah, for sure. Yes. For, didn't didn't get mentioned. Can't believe we missed that one, but wanted to get that out of there now. Yeah, I was. I didn't think he was gonna pick himself, but I thought you know that's a move we could have seen like. You know, it was. Yeah. There's a five percent chance of that happening. So, if he does it right, it could be funny. You know, I, I definitely, right. I definitely could see it going. Depends going that way. Depends on his delivery, how he, you know, played it off. Yeah. Right. There you go. Um, so on that note, I think that's pretty much all we got for the preview. Um, time to get into the long-awaited interview with Atlanta Braves minor leaguer Michael Matea. Thank you, the Airhorn. Poor favor. A few moments later. Now joining us in the podcast, this is his first appearance on the show. He's a minor league infielder for the Atlanta Braves, and he was also an All-American at North Central College before getting selected in the 2018 MLB Draft. Repping the D3 world incredibly well. Michael Matea, first question, how's quarantine life going for you? And, you know, when can we get Freddie Freeman on the podcast? Quarantine life, um, I guess it's going as well as it could. Um, Spending a lot of time at home, a lot of time with my dogs. Uh, hey, and actually fishing quite a bit too, so you know it, c- it can't be worse, I guess. And uh, Freddie Freeman, uh, that might be a long shot, but I'll see what I can do. <laughs> yeah, that's all we can ask. All right, so you know, coming in t- big time with our first big time journalism question here. Uh, the theme of our podcast name, Division Three's Finest, comes from us being former yet very elite Division Three athletes uh, who have segued into the podcast game. 
Um, but like most Division three athletes, we were, we were mainly just playing baseball for the love of the sport and trying to play as long as we could. Now, you're not like most Division three athletes. You had an awesome college career at North Central, and now you're getting paid to play baseball You know, while we can't even get paid to podcast. Uh, so just real quick, give not us a yet. quick intro on yourself, uh, your baseball background, and what drives your passion for the game. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm from Bourbonnet, Illinois, um, probably about an hour south from from uh, Chicago. Uh, yeah, just grew up playing sports. You know, I had an older brother, loved to compete with them. I'd say my, my two best ones are probably golf and baseball, and ended up playing baseball in college. You know, I initially I just wanted to play four more years of ball. You know, then just kind of wild things started happening. Uh, you know, I got in the weight room, fell in love with the weight room, um, you know, kind of fell in love with the grind, you know, getting better with baseball, and, you know, things just kind of started going my way, started falling into place, and, uh, yeah, 2018, I was drafted by the Braves, and been doing that minor league grind since, so, it's it's been awesome. Yeah, and we'll get into all that stuff, uh, you know, in a second. But we're kind of trying something a little different this week. So before we get into the draft process and, and a little more serious baseball questions, uh, just to loosen things up a little bit, you know, get to know you a little better, we're going to do some rapid-fire questions. Um, going to be some lighter questions, but, you know, basically we're just looking for some quick answers. You know, if something comes up and you have a side story, uh, feel free to expand on that. But uh, are you ready to get started? Yeah, sounds good. Awesome. So we had so one thing we learned uh, in one of our previous interviews was uh, about the Angels organization. Uh, every day during spring training, all the players have to pee in a cup to test their respective hydration level before they can get started with practice. Um, is that something the Braves do as well, um, or you know, if not, is is there another more kind of wild structured part of your day uh, now that you're part of a bigger organization? You know. Definitely didn't have to pee every single day, but um, you definitely do get drug tested quite often. Um, I it was probably uh, you know probably three or four times I've had to do it total, but yet yeah, you know it's I guess what they have to do. But um, yeah, definitely definitely not every day though. I don't know. Yeah, we're, we haven't heard it. We haven't had one other person confirm it yet. So I'm starting to become a conspiracy theorist i think we might have been bamboozled uh but anyway uh next question uh do you have any crazy baseball superstar if not one of the weirdest ones that you've seen from a teammate i don't think i really have uh that crazy of a super superstition you know i don't walk on the foul lines and stuff you know but besides that of course uh, besides that i don't know you know i kind of I have a lot of routines I do, you know, on like the on-deck mm-hmm. circle or whether it may be. No special like, meals or anything like that? Um, no, not really, man. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, I got you. It's easier that way because if you don't have a superstition, there's nothing to mess up, you know what I'm saying? So you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, we can definitely respect yeah, that. Yeah, so, you know, I can't continue that. But. Right, you kind of you kind of duped the system there. Mm-hmm. So when was it? Uh, when was the time you were most nervous during a baseball game? Oh, um, that's a good question. Uh, Thank you. Thanks. Maybe it was my first, uh, my first pro at bat. Yeah, I mean it's you know coming from D three schools, um, you don't really play in front of a large crowd. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we had a couple, couple hundred 
fans, you know, in the stadium or whatnot. So I'd say probably my first AB, you know, you kind of feel a lot of pressure. Uh, kind, of, kind of take a step back for a second, take a deep breath. But, but yeah, I'd, I'd probably say that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I hear you there for sure. So next question, you kind of touched on it with uh, not stepping on the line and stuff. I feel like that kind of falls into – you know, this realm, but do you have, like, a favorite unwritten rule of baseball or, or maybe one that you kind of, like, adhere to the most? That's a good question, too. Um, Thank you. Unwritten rule. I don't know if it's, I guess, an unwritten rule, but I'm always, like, a hard 90 guy, you know, so even if you, you know, tap oh, one yeah. back to the pitcher, tap one back to the pitcher, you know, just, you know, run a good 90, you know, don't yeah. fall off before the Big day. hustle guy. Yeah, I mean, and, I feel like that. Right, we can relate. Yeah, I mean, especially for D three guys, you know, your coach will make you yeah. run pulls if you don't. I, I have it. That's bat. right. It's almost mandatory. It's it's like part of the it's part of the requirements. Yeah. Yeah, I think all of us and Bryce Harper probably wouldn't get along, unfortunately. <laughs> right, right. He doesn't he doesn't have it like we do. Um, so what is the longest, speaking of D3, uh, maybe not the best travel, uh, situations all the time. So what's the longest bus ride you've had to go on during your baseball career and what's your, your go-to gas station snack? Mm. Uh, probably my, my junior year, that was probably our longest trip. Um, it, we were going to a regional in Duluth, Minnesota. Um, and I think from just outside Chicago to Duluth, it was, I think it was just shy of eight hours. Um, it was, Ooh. it was tough. But, uh, favorite go-to snack, I'm a big pretzels guy. Uh, oh, okay. Chocolate, kind of simple, but, what do you feel, how do you feel about chocolate covered? Yeah, yeah, big fan. Um, oh, yeah, I just tried some yeah, of those recently. Yeah, big pretzels Can't guy, if I want to go, like, candy, I'll probably do, like, Sour Patch Kids. Okay, keep things interesting. I, I, I hear you there. Those are two great picks. Mm-hmm. Um, so is being a former D3 player something you embrace, or is it something maybe you ever get annoyed with hearing you know the stereotypes all the time, or maybe guys doubting you, you know, maybe not giving you credit? Um, you know, if anything, I kind of take pride in it a little bit, um, you know, kind of doing what I did, and, you know, from where I came from. Um, yeah, kind of just have a chip on my shoulder a little bit along the way. You know, I guess the guys I've played with, you know, they don't really, you know, kind of point at you and say, hey, there's the D3 guy, you know, this and that, you know, we're all at the same same level, all doing the same thing, all, you know, getting paid the same amount. So, yeah, you Mm -hmm. know, it kind of humbles you a little bit. Um, But, yeah, nobody, I guess, guess, points you out or, you you know, I don't really ever feel out of place either, you know. You get like shoved in lockers or anything? No, no. Oh, I got you. Okay, well, yet. that's okay. Oh, well, I would look out for that then. I guess I didn't realize yeah. that was a possibility. Uh-huh. All right. So last one here for rapid fire. One, marry one, kill one. Uh, we'll bleep that out. We'll definitely so, bleep that out. Wings, fries, and burgers. That's a tough one. Oof. Wings, fries, burgers. Um, I'd marry wings. I'd. <laughs> Burgers and then I'd, I'd kill fries. I think that, I think you have to go there. I don't know if I could fries just being the side there. Kind of, I feel you on that. I think they gotta go. Yeah, I, you know, wings, wings. I can't get rid of. You know, I could, I could do that every day if I had to. 
there's variety there too. You got you got right, variety yeah. on both ends. Fries are pretty straightforward. Yeah, that's uh-huh. a good point. I'm a big fries guy, so that's tough. But yeah, definitely understandable. But you know, so we'll get back to some regular questions now with your baseball background. So obviously, we're huge research guys at the Division Three Science Podcast. You know, that's just what we do. But just going over some of your stats and accomplishments, you know, two-time All-American, hit 350 your first season, almost 400 sophomore year, and then your junior year, just ridiculous 444. But just talk to us a little bit about your college career. Was there ever any thought of transferring at all? And did you have a breakout moment or an aha moment, if you will, during your career where you felt like, all right, maybe I'm just at a different level than other players in this league? Yeah, so I, I touched on it a little bit. Um, you know, going into college, I mean, I was a pretty good ball player, you know. Um, but then my freshman year, I really got into the weight room and really fell in love with the grind. Um, so, yeah, during the season, during that spring, I was able to earn starting position. And, yeah, I was, I was really grateful for that. But, you know, I, I felt like I didn't have that spring season that, like, I thought I, you know, I, I worked towards, I guess. You know, like, I, I put on you know, 15, 20 pounds of muscle, but I feel like I didn't, you know, perform, I guess, as well as I wanted to, um, and then that summer, I played with a, a pretty good collegiate league team, and summer, I kind of just, it kind of broke through, I think I hit, like, through maybe, like, 50 games, I think I hit, like, 13 home runs, you know, hit close to 400, um, only 13, yeah, you know, it's, I know it could have been uh, more, but no, it's, it was, yeah, it was crazy. I think I don't even think I had a home run during, you know, the college season. And that summer, I, I put up like 13 or something. And, you know, yeah, ever since probably probably then, you know, I was kind of just, you know, gas to the floor. Like, you know, let's really get after this thing. So just from personal D3 experience, you know, we had some studs in the pack. Uh, shout out W&J and Coach Mountain. Uh, big friends of the show, uh, big time listeners out there. Um, but I don't think we ever played against anyone that got drafted in our four years at Bethany. Uh, so we can only imagine what your swagger and confidence level was like during some of these games. Um, but just talk a little bit uh, about your mentality during your D3 days. And is that something, you know, just knowing you might have been a little bit better than, than anybody else, like, you've been able to carry that into the league or has there been any type of adjustment with a tougher, tougher competition? Uh, you talked about it a little bit earlier, but, uh, you know, having a chip on your shoulder, is that something you carry, you know, along with you? Yeah. So yeah, back at, back at school. Um, yeah, I, I did, I did play with some confidence. Um, I didn't, you know, I guess show, you know, I didn't, you know, bat flip and, you know, kind of big league everybody, but you know, like when I was, when I was at, you know, the plate, um, you know, in the back of my mind, you know, I always, you know, I, I, I knew, you know, I was better than that pitcher. You know what I mean? Um, right. I knew I outworked them. I knew I outworked that pitcher. I knew I, you know, spent more time in the weight room, spent more time, you know, practicing. So kind of just always having that at the back of your mind, um, I think really helped me um, with my success. And kind of the same thing at the pro level, too, is, you know, you you kind of go back to your roots, right? Um, like I said, kind of having that chip on my shoulder, you know, you, you know, you never, I guess, take that bat for granted, you know. Um, and yeah, just, just seeing how far you've come and uh, kind of using that to your advantage and drawing confidence, confidence from that. 
Yeah, so, you know, obviously we've, we've covered a lot of your college accomplishments, uh, but when during your Division three days did you kind of feel like a professional career was possible and kind of talk us through your draft day process? You're actually pretty unique compared to the other Division three guys we've had on the podcast. Uh, you were actually selected after your junior season, so you had the option of going back to school your senior year. But what was that draft process like, and how cool was it getting that ultimate draft phone call from the Atlanta Braves? Yeah, it was awesome. Touched on it. After my freshman year, during that summer, I, like I said, I, I kind of just kind of blew up and had a really good year. And towards the end of that summer, you know, there's starting to be some scouts at the games. And, you know, it turned out a couple of them came to see me. You know, then I went back to school sophomore year. And, you know, I had a good year then. Um, but I didn't really know, you know, it was a possibility. Probably until junior year and you know, I think that spring, you know, you, you start getting some questionnaires by some teams. And that's when I kind of sunk in, like, you know, holy crap, you know, a couple mm-hmm. months here, I might, I might be a pro athlete. So, yeah, I mean, there's some interest early on, but probably, you know, this time, maybe a little bit earlier my junior year, I knew, like, hey, this might be a shot. Then during that day, so yeah, during that day, it was kind of wild. So, so I was drafted on, on June 6th in 2018. That was the third day of the draft. Um, but North Central, my college I was at, um, we didn't get out of school until June 6th. So it was June 5th that night. I was, you know, studying for one of my finals, you know, and I was just really getting after it. And uh, the scout for the break. Hard 90. What was that? Hard 90, even, even Yo, with the books. Oh, Ryan doesn't stop with the books either. So... Yeah, I was, I, was, I was studying for a final, and I mean, it was probably close to 10 o'clock at night. Um, so the brave scout calls me and says, you know, hey, you know, stay by your phone tomorrow morning. Um, you know, it, it looks like we're going to pick you up. Yeah, so I just I just shut the textbook then, and, you know, I just went back to my, you know, went back to my room, told all my friends, and yeah, that next, that next day, you know, just scrolling through my phone for hours, you know, following that MLB draft track or whatever, you know, seeing if mm-hmm. I was picked. Yeah, and I guess this was kind of funny, too. Uh, I didn't know if I was going to be picked. So that day, um, I moved into a host family for the Northwoods League. You mm-hmm. know, so I, I dropped, after my final, I, you know, I drove up, dropped my stuff off at this, this lady's house. Then, uh, then I was heading over to the field because I, I think we had a game that night. And on my way to the field, you know, I, I, I found out I was drafted. Um, so I went back to my host family's place, got all, <laughs> got all my stuff, and, and drove back home. Dang, right after, as soon as you got unloaded, you had to just turn around. I guess I guess that's the one reason you'd want to do it, is getting drafted. That would, I would be okay with repacking. Yeah, it was kind of funny. You know, I, I met her for... A lady for maybe like 20, 30 minutes, you know, threw all my stuff in the basement, you know. Then on my way to the, on my way to the field, you know, I get a notification I was picked up. So, yeah, turned right around and said, "See ya." <laughs> That's crazy. And then, was there any like decision making process there, or did you know like for sure what right when you found out you're getting drafted that you know you're going to the pros for sure? Um. Yeah. It was. I think it was. Yeah. Pretty. Pretty sure on my part. You know, I, I talked to some of my coaches kind of beforehand, and, you know, they they were kind of with me along the process. And, you know, they said, like, you know, you, you got to do it now, you know. And 
I'm sure you guys, you know, might know, I guess, kind of about kind of how the money works during the draft. Um, you know, most of the time, if you're a senior sign, you get snubbed big time with the money. So, um, you know, being a being a junior pick, I was able to get a get a decent signing bonus. And uh, so, yeah, I think uh, I think right when it happened, I knew, you know, let's give it a shot. That's fair for sure. And we know you're just getting started in the minors, and hopefully, you guys can get back at back at it soon here. But just regarding last year's season, your first year as a pro, uh, was there ever any, like, you know, holy sh**, welcome to the league moment? We'll bleep that out. Uh, but either in spring training or seeing Thank you. MLB guys for the first time, where you're like, you know, all right, this is a bit different at this level? Yeah, so, uh, no, spring tra- yeah, spring training's kind of wild. I mean, there's just hundreds of, hundreds of guys just, you know, getting after it on, you know, six back fields and, but uh, let me think. Holy sh** moment. Um, we'll be back. Uh, Kevin Gosman, I don't know if you know him. He was with the Braves for a little bit. Um, I think he was traded last year, but he was he was rehabbing. And we were doing just an inner school wide game early on in spring training. And I faced Kevin Gosman and, you know, just came out of his hand a little different, you know. Um, <laughs> you kind of have to take a step back and appreciate it. Ground it out, but... No, yeah, yeah, that that interaction was pretty cool, I think. So, skipping ahead to present day, you know, Ben kind of touched on it. We kind of we hope you guys can get back, you know, soon. But the season's obviously been delayed due to the virus. Um, just kind of unprecedented territory here. So, what's uh, what's a day in the life look like for you during quarantine? Uh, are you just generally staying in shape? You know, maybe some other things you're doing uh, just to kill, you know, pass the time. Uh, some limitations you're facing, and then finally, what are some thoughts on so the proposals to get the league back, like uh, <laughs> players sitting in the stands or robot umpires? Um, no, yeah, quarantine, it's, it's been okay. I mean, you know, I'll wake up, I'll spend some time with my dogs, I'll take them, I'll take them on a walk throughout my neighborhood. Probably before lunch, I'll get a, I'll get a workout in, just, you know, whether it's in, you know, in my you know, in my room or my garage or, you know, maybe I might go for a run or something. Um, you know, try and stay active and, you know, the weather's starting to get pretty nice up this way too. So, yeah, I've been, been fishing a little bit, um, golfing a little bit. So, you know, just trying to stay busy as much as I can, but, you know, trying to be safe while doing it, you know, trying to stay away from people, you know, washing my hands, this and that. So That's huge. Thank you for that. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, I mean, it sucks it's good to not part. being out there on the field right now, but, you know, I guess I'm just kind of doing my part. But, yeah, for, for like, the proposals to get back, that's no, tough to say. I saw something, like, where they're going to be, like, divisions or something or, you know, playing in front of, you know, no, no fans or something. I think the biggest thing is, is just – making sure everybody's safe but you know that's a lot easier said than done so you know sucks that we we are going through this right now but you know as far as getting back to baseball um do you think you'd still oh sorry do, i was just gonna say do you think you'd still argue with the would you still argue with the robot umpire say he brings you up called third strike a little outside like what do you do at that point no, I, I couldn't. I couldn't do a robot umpire. I, I don't think. You gotta yell at somebody though. That that's been my thing. Somebody has to. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um. You know, if I don't agree with the call by the umpire, 
you know, I, I always let him hear it, you know. <laughs> you know whether it's whether it's saying like, no, I don't really, I don't really say like, hey, that's a dog call, but we'll be back. I'll say like, hey, I had that one a little down. What do you think or something? You know, and yeah. Just that's how so, uh, that's the game though. You gotta just politely let them know you yeah. disagree. Passive aggressive. Yeah. Uh huh. So yeah, with the robot umpire, you know, I'd I'd have to like cuss out the catcher or something, you know, just to get my face. <laughs> All right. So last question we had before we get into some fantasy BS. Uh, but the last couple of weeks on the podcast, we had some mixed opinions on this with previous guests that were also former Division three players playing in the minors. And you know, speaking of umpires. But what's been your experience with minor league umpires so far? Seems like hitters we've had on the podcast say Division Three umpires are 100% better. We've had some mixed results with pitchers on the pod, but who's better, Division Three or minor league umpires? Oh, God, that's another tough one. With, with minor league umpires, especially at kind of the lower levels, like the rookie ball levels and, you know, like low A, a lot of those guys are really young. You know, like they might even be younger than some of the players. Because, I mean, that's, I guess, what they're trying to do for a living, too. So, so you know, you got you got some guys that, you know, think they're tough, tough shit, You know, then you got some guys, too, that are, you know, scrawny, you know, five, six, 120-pound guys that haven't played baseball in their life. But who's better? I, you know, I'd, I'd probably still go with the minor league ones, especially from, like, a hitter. I feel like D3, like, you know, if a pitcher's struggling, the umpire would give him, like, six inches off the plate, you know. <laughs> and that's just, can't even do anything about that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I got one follow-up uh, just before we get into the fan, the fantasy draft. But, you know, obviously, we play Division Three baseball. We, we don't have any experience in the minors, unfortunately. And, you know, that's where the spot you're in. But what's the biggest transition you've had, you know, transitioning from D3 to the pros? You know, we can only imagine the velocity so much faster, the game so much faster. But what's your experience been so far transitioning from D3 to the pros? You know, I, I think uh, just the game's a lot quicker. Just not not just like velocity with with the pitcher. You know, so everybody's more fine tuned. Everybody's you know quicker at doing things. You know, like like a shortstop and a you know second baseman a roll a double play and like you know they do it so quickly and so smooth. You know, it's 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 kind of cool to see, but. Gosh, besides that, besides just the game being overall quicker, I think it's definitely an adjustment to play, you know, damn near every single day. After game, you know, 70 or, you know, kind of deep into that year, you know, your your body feels it, you know. Your legs are just heavy, you know, your feet start to hurt. But, yeah, kind of just that grind, you know, you, you really got to get your body in shape to kind of endure that, that extended schedule that, you know, we weren't really used to at the D3 level. Right. How many games did you play last year? At the D3 level, we play like, you know, 40, 45. How many games did you play last year? So I was uh, so I was in extended spring training for a while. That's kind of, I mean, you kind of just play a lot of, uh, you, you kind of play a lot of games too. I mean, you'll go to other, you know, spring training complexes and play, you know, a nine-inning game. But probably like all those extended games mixed in with, uh, you know, the rookie ball I was at for a while. Probably over a hundred, you know, probably close to, yeah, probably probably around a hundred, I'd say. Then, you know, like a full season team plays close to one forty, I think. Yeah, that's insane. I, I can't even imagine. That's a lot. 
All right, so I think we're ready for Fantasy BS. Um, for all you first-time listeners out there, uh, for our last segment of the podcast, we're doing a fantasy draft of a random topic uh, with our guest. Today's Fantasy BS topic in honor of Michael Jordan in the last dance and our guest, Michael Matea, uh, fellow Michael, who are doing the best Michaels of all time for our draft. Uh, we'll be doing three picks each as our guest. Michael, you'll go first. Uh, so, you know, I wonder who you'll take. Uh, my friend and recurring guest, uh, Coach Jacob the Bald Schubert, uh, will have the second pick. Uh, and my friend and co-host, Benjamin Gavlik, has the third pick. Uh, I'll go last just to make it a little easier for you guys. I do get back-to-back picks. Uh, it is a snake draft, so I think we're ready to go. So, Michael, do you want to start us off with your best Michaels of all time? Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go with Jordan. Um, you know, Chicago guy. You know, can't pass up on. Yeah, can't pass up on him. So I'll, I'll go with Jordan. Yeah, it's a surprising. I, I was not expecting you to take that one. Yeah, you know that pick kind of throws me off a little bit. Um, so I'm gonna go with my first pick, uh, Michael Scott from The Office. Uh, he's you know, one of the best regional managers of all time. Uh, so I think <laughs> he's one of the best Michael of all time. Be the great. Also fictional, though, so there's a lot of real Michaels out there that are great. Uh, I'm going to go with Michael Jackson, one of the best pop stars of all time. R.I.P. in peace, but, yeah, I'm going with the other MJ here. That is good. I think I got two pretty good back-to-backs. There's obviously a lot of them. Uh, I'm going to go Michael Phelps, first decorated, you know, Olympian of all time, USA baby. And then second pick, Mike Tyson. Mm, Good picks right there. Respect there. All right, so back to me here. There's there's a lot of mics out here, so I don't think I can really go wrong. But I guess being a baseball podcast, I'm going to go with Mike Trout, the best player in the game right now. That's a great pick, Ben. Yeah, great Thank pick. You. Thank you. Uh, so I'm going to go – I'm going to stick with, you know, kind of like the acting a little bit. I'm going to go with Michael B. Jordan. Uh, I think he's probably one of – Right now in this generation, one of the better actors of our generation. So yeah, I think he's a great Michael. Yeah, you know a lot about actors, so your opinion matters for sure. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, Michael, you got a back-to-back picks here. All right. Um, sticking to my Chicago roots, I got to go with the coach, Mike Dicka. Ooh, there you go. Oh, damn. I thought I was going to steal that one. Got to go Mike Dicka. Um, oh, boy. I'll be football and go with Mike Vick. I'm very upset about that. I thought I had Vick, too. All right, so I guess it comes back to me. Uh, I'm going to stick with the sports route, and I'm going to go with Mike Piazza um, in the Hall of Fame as a baseball player. He had one of the more iconic home runs after 9-11, so I'm going to go with Mike Piazza. What do you mean stick with the sports theme? You haven't picked a sports person yeah, in the well, I was going, he, he picked sports. I was, I was going to stick with the sports thing that we were trending with. Yeah, okay, whatever. All right, so I thought I was going to get Vic here. Uh, this is tough. I think, I mean, I hate Duke, but I think I have to go with Coach K here. Oh, my. How did I not uh, remember him? Yeah. Well, I don't call, I don't call him by Mike. Yeah, I call him Coach K. Thank you. All right, this one's tough because um, yeah, a lot of the ones I thought I was going to be able to – Sneak are gone. Michael Myers for my last pick. Actor, get away from the sports for a while. I couldn't go all three sports. That was what I got caught in between there. I feel that. Understandable. 
That's fair. So I think this is probably the fastest draft we've ever had. Uh, I mean, let's go with some honorable mentions. I'm sure you guys probably have some. Uh, who wants to start us off here? I'll start off with some honorable mentions. Um, you got the great receiver from the Cowboys, Michael Irvin. Uh, he's on there. Sure. You got Mike Singletary, who's, I mean, he wasn't really a great football coach, but he's pretty iconic for cannot coach him, like, you know, and screaming and all the stupid fucking <laughs> interviews. But we'll bleep that out. Great impression, Shia. That, that was spot on right there. Thank you. No problem. Uh, I guess I'll go uh, Michael Schumacher. He's pretty famous, uh, so he's up there. Uh, Michael Cera, one of my favorite actors. I didn't pick an actor. That was, I thought <laughs> that was my that was my other third pick. That was what I would, almost went with. Yeah, uh, I could have taken this one third too. Michael Kors, a little maybe sleeper pick there. Mm. Um, then the, who was it? Oh, Michael Bublé, the hey. uh, singer. Respect. Good pick. If I had one more, I'd go with Jersey Shore, Mike the Situation. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. Sneak pick there. That's a great one. Oh yeah. Right, so. That might be one of the better mentions I've ever heard. Yeah, I just couldn't think of think of them soon enough, you know. All right, so I think that's all we have for FanSBS, Michael. Um, last thing we have for you before we let you go, but just to close things out, going with our Division III's finest theme, uh, unfortunately at the D3 level, things typically don't come as easy. You know, travel's a little tougher, uniforms aren't as nice, no locker room, you name it, we probably don't have it. But uh, personally for you, when we mention uh, best D3 stories, does anything come to mind, you know, specifically, you know, anything funny or crazy that happened at, nor central that you could never imagine in happening at the D1 or pro level? Yeah, there's one, there's one uh, funny time. So, so we, we normally would have pretty cold springs up this way. So up until probably May, you know, we'd, we'd get some tough weather. Um, but that meant we had to do a lot of tarp, you know, pulling tarps back on. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, We've been there. So I think this may have been like my sophomore year. We had we had ice on the tarp, and I think that day we had like a double header. So you know we're we're pulling this tarp, and just it weighs so damn much because there's so much ice on this tarp, and you know we're cracking the ice and and pulling it off, and we ended up, you know, out in right field, full of just sheets of ice. So we had a, we had a buddy, you know, drive his truck out onto the field, and we were just shoveling this ice into the bed of his <laughs> truck, and. And he was just going back and forth, dumping this, you know, in the field be- behind our field. And, mm-hmm. You know, just it's, you know, it's probably 40 degrees out, you know, Chicago wind, yeah. probably 25 miles an hour. You know, cold as <laughs> And, you know, we're I'll out for a doubleheader, you know, just trying to make our field salvageable, you know. Um, right. So, yeah, that's, you know, that's something <laughs> I'm glad I don't think I'll ever have to, you know, do again. Um, well, right, and it's one yeah, of those where you're just, you probably never thought you'd find yourself in that situation to begin with, so I definitely feel you there. We had similar similar days with the ice, like, had to get up at 7 a.m. before our 8 a.m. classes to get the tarp off the field, so oh, yeah. I hear you there. It's just, I'd be out there doing it, like, not, not ever do I think I would be here right now. Right, right. All right, I think that's all we have for you. Uh, thank you again for coming on the show. We really appreciate your time, and we wish you the best of luck moving forward once you know baseball comes back, hopefully sooner than later. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. It's always nice to talk to some fellow D3 guys. Oh, yeah.
We're getting a nice little community going. Yeah, it seems like it, man. You know, D3, blood runs deep, you know, so. That's right. That's right. All right, guys, appreciate it. Yeah, it's Kate Weezy, and we back. The rise to the throne. And the... Yeah. Ben Franklin's. Ben Franklin's. I got so much money, it's like I own a money tree. All these people phonies just wanna be like me. Your baddest girl be all on my D. The stuff you pay for from me, it's free. Because I got Ben Franklin's, I got Ben Franklin's. No need for hating, I'm not a doctor, I ain't got patience. All I got is papers and a lot of haters. Shout out to my home dog, they all got prayers.